0: Okay, so we begin. So in Parshish Shmois, we have the story of Sipira doing a brishmila for her younger son, Eliezer. And the Gemara in Tavayi Dezoda, Zion, brings a big debate if a woman can, in fact, give a brishmila. Is a woman able to do a bris for her son. In other words, we know that a woman definitely doesn't have to. That's a fact. The Gemara in Kiddushin says only a father no, has bris. to give bris mila to his kid. That this is this is a, a timely uh, timely topic. So <laughs> we know that only a father is obligated to do a bris for his son, as it says. Start from the beginning yeah. father's as it says that the Abishter yeah. commanded Avraham to give a bris to his son yeah. Avraham gave Yitzchak a bris likim, like God commanded him the Gemara kedushan says him and not her only a father's obligated to do the bris of his son yeah. not the mother okay. Now that's a fact the Shaila is but if the mother wants to could she is her bris valid does she make a bracha and if she gave a bris, is the bris valid? Does the kid need what we call hatofas dam bris? Meaning if the bris was invalid, but the fact is the circumcision happened. But if it's halakhically invalid, then it's like a kid that was born with the bris miller. What you do is you have to squeak, you know, prick out a little bit of, bro- of blood known as hatofas dam bris, getting a bit of the blood of the covenant. And uh, the Gemara brings a debate in Mesechta Vedazara about a woman giving a bris a debate between Rav and Rabbi Yechanan, because the shal is why can't a goi give a bris so Rabbi Yochanan says you know why it says Himol yimol. only someone who has a bris can give a bris to somebody else and a goy, in fact whether a goi has a bris or not is considered uncircumcised he's always in that category of someone who's uncircumcised and therefore he can't give a bris to a Jewish boy. But a woman holds Rabbi Yochanan, a woman is as if she is circumcised. A woman is considered like she has a bris, to the point that Rabbi Yochanan says she can give a bris to a baby. So the difference between a woman and a guy, neither have a bris, no. Even if the guy had a bris, he's considered uncircumcised. And a woman is always considered circumcised. That's what the Gemara says. But according to Rav, Rav learns from a different pasuk. Rav learns that only those that are subject to the mitzvah bris can give a bris. That excludes Goyim and it excludes women. So it's a debate between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. The Rambam paskins like Rabbi Yochanan that a woman could give a bris. The chatechila, man, but a woman could do it too. Now the Gemara asks, "What do you mean? How could there be a debate about this?" And this one's Pasha, you have a meisah. There's a meisah. Moshe's wife Zipporah gives a bris miller, and the Torah, you know, recognizes, or affirms the action that Zipporah took. So the Gemara raises this question on Rav. You know, how could it be that he holds a woman won't be able to give a bris? So Rav says, "Listen, Sipoira began the bris, but Moshe finished the bris." Gemara. So in fact, Rav says that you cannot learn from the story that a woman can give a bris. But nonetheless, we have a rule. Rav, Rabbi Yochanan, Halacha always follows Rabbi Yochanan. And therefore, Halacha is a woman can give a bris. So... The, the, the Chachamim always say that the um, do a mitzvah, so is Hashim Gomra so the one who finishes it, so why did the Torah only say that she did it? She, only at the beginning, the Torah Moshe finished it, then the, the should go on Moshe. That's a great question. A great. So it's only who was a student of Rav, who said that. Maybe it's a debate. Maybe it's a debate between Rav and maybe Lozer. But you could say other things. You know, there's a... Uh, the right, she had the urgency to do it, to make sure that you know, Moshe wouldn't die. No, so uh but you know that's such a good point we have to analyze that okay so we have this idea a woman can give a bris and there's Bahlal, a very general question that constantly consistently comes up and that is what's the deal with women and communal responsibilities doing mitzvahs publicly you know there's been an old shilas of the hills about women saying kaddish there was some rabbonim. It was—it's been discussed for hundreds of years. If a woman could say kaddish from the Ezra Nashim during the minyan, etc. There was shyness about women leading the Megillah. There was shyness about women leading the Megillah on Purim. You know, in Australia where I come from, there was a shul just down the road from me, which was uh, they called themselves Shidach Hadosha, the new song, feminine. And there was, uh, they, were f- they were officially formed, they had a mechitze. And the bimah, the mechitze went right over the bimah. Half the bimah was on the men's side, half on the women's side. And the wom- the wo- the person that was laning was on the women's side, but those that got the ali were on the men's side. You know, they did it, you know, kadasfikidin, you know, it was glat halacha. You know, and uh, there's a big din about that, about a woman laning. You know, mean, you know, only women, they're now. Didn't we say that in our previous show? It's only women that are there A women can lean. How are you going to have a... Anyhow, so throughout history, there were definitely women in influential positions. We're going to speak about Devoire was a shofetess. She was a judge. Yael, Yael, Rashi writes in his commentary to shoiftim. Yael was a judge. But even more recently, the Maharshal, the great Marshal Reb Shlomo Luria, he writes in a tshuva that his Baba, name was Miriam, and she actually went by both her maiden name and her married name. So it was uh, Shapira Luria. Shapira was her maiden name, Luria was a married name, you know, it was a real feminist. But the marshal says she was extremely scholarly and she would give sheer to men and she would stand behind a curtain Marshall writes in a tshuva. His Bob would stand behind the curtain and would give sheer. What? Yeah, yeah, Luria. Luria. A oh, Luria, Luria. Oh, yeah, yeah. Luria was definitely a, a tough cookie. Yeah. And even more recent, you know, the the Chidor writes about his travels. He says he was uh, by the Pnei Yeshua and the two of them were sitting at the table, and they were talking. And the Pineeshua's wife was there, and the Praishuva said a few vertical, his wife said nothing. Finally he set up his avardi and she says, Oh, good gazak, good gazakht. And the Praishua says, Finally I got something right. <laughs> That's what the Khiddar records. Funny <laughs> conversation. You know, Rubikivegar writes in a letter that he would come home and with his wife they would have deep philosophical discussions well into the night sometimes past midnight he says till past midnight they would have deep philosophical discussions you know not in learning but in uh, you know jewish philosophy the also writes he came to prague and he went to visit the the noid the great noida de yehuda and the two of them were talking and apparently they spoke together in Loshon Kodesh. And, Losh and, and uh, some question came up and the Noyidibi Yehuda's wife from the kitchen, she shouts out in Yiddish, she shouts out the answer. So the Noyidibi Yehuda wants to translate the answer into Loshon Kodesh and the Chidor says, Kvar purash min It's already been explained from the woman. I understand Yiddish. The chidor understood Yiddish. It's funny. The... Right. One of the greatest Svardish Gaonim. Um, in the generation before the Chido was the Mishnah Lamelech. The Mishnah Lamelech lived in Turkey, Yehuda Rozenus, and we have a tradition, Yehuda Hittrich writes a story that the Baal Shemta, when he was younger, he met the Mishnah Lamelech in Turkey. Now, the Mishnah Lamelech passes away in 1727. The Baal Shemta wasn't even 30 years old then, but apparently he... Uh, he already tried to go there to Srol at some point and he went south from Ukraine and he hits Turkey. But that was later in his life, that was Spetu in his life, that was after his escalus ride. This was this was before, this was and he was still in his twenties when this because the Mishnah Melch passed away in 1727. Balshemta was born in 1698. And they spoke, the Balshemtav met him and they spoke, and apparently the Mishnah Melch didn't speak Losh and Kodesh. I'm sorry, didn't speak Yiddish, pardon me. No Yiddish. As so they spoke in Russian kodesh, and the Mishnayon Melech asked the Bar Shemtav, "Know what's going on in Ukraine?" shemtov says, "You want to know?" He gave him the full deal. Yidden our suffering, bloodshed, hunger, illness, starvation, the works. And the Mishnayon Melech closed his eyes. He tossed his head back, and the Bar Shemtov cautioned him not to have questions and kashes on the Eibushter. That's the Meisa. But the Mishnayon Melech didn't speak. Yiddish. The Baal Shem, wanted to speak Yiddish, but they could only converse in Lash and Kurdish. But the chido spoke multiple, multiple languages, and uh, he spoke in Yiddish, Yiddish as well. Uh, in, exactly, he was in London. In, Who is the Chidor from? In the in Chidor so is from you know. Eretz Yisrov. The Chidor is born Eretz Yisrov. Oh, he oh, he I mean, this guy go by him. Right. Right. Yeah, but sure, sure, sure. Old English? He probably picked up something. The Chidor had He was in London, he speaks about that. But the Chidor had it in. the an incredible, incredible memory. There's a story that I saw, maybe Rabbi Shacher could verify it, that the chido, in one of his travels, he was, he was walking along the water, and he sees a boy was drowning. And, you know, he jumps in, he saves the boy's life. Finds out later, that the mother of the boy comes running, thank you so much, yada yada. It happens to be this mother's from the royal family. And she tells the chido, you saved my kid, what could I do for you? So he told her that I heard that your chreis, your grandfather, whoever was, the king, has a major library, and in it, there's many Jewish manuscripts. I would like to have access to that library. Now the issue was, this library was a very personal library, and no outsiders were let in. So this was a big ask. So the chidor was told, finally, you can come in, but you can't bring any paper, you know? No paper, no quills, and no taking any books out. You know, no, no short-term, long-term borrowing, and you can't bring any uh, writing materials in. You want an, and browse yourself, you could do that. So he went in for a couple hours, and he memorized, apparently, hundreds of manuscripts. And he went out, and he took his quill and his paper, and he wrote it down. That's, uh, that's the mice, they say. So he was, uh, you know, his memory was, you know, otherworldly, and... Uh, Plenty he didn't learn enough. Yeah. Yeah but he also, he writes in one of his Sphardim, I think in the Merib but Misha she'einoy ma'abedzman, if you don't waste time, man kol, the time for everything. They say he wrote 82 Sphardim, exactly the amount of years that he lived. He was born in 1724, passes away 1806. Anyway, we're going to quote the Chidot again. Al-Koponim, Al-Koponim, so yeah, throughout history, there's been plenty of women who were, uh, who have been big scholars, and the that we have today, what we're going to discuss is two things. A, a controversy from the 1960s, if a woman could be a mashkiach, still comes up today, and another one, can a woman be a judge? And the two things obviously overlap. And the reason it links to this week's parish is, A, this week's parsha mm-hmm. we see the din, of a woman being able to do a bris milah. have you ever been to a bris where the male was a woman? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Because you get a man. What? It's spider. It's spider. It's and we started with that but uh, was the there. Gemara brings a machleikist <coughs> if it was her, if it was her together with Moshe but uh, in more recent times, in more recent times but another way it's related is that uh, you see, Zipporah, her soul had to come back into this world after she died. <laughs> Zipporah missed the song of Oz Yosher. She wasn't there because Moshe had sent her back. When Moshe was on the way to Mitzrayim, he meets his brother Aden. Aaron says, Moshe, you're bringing your, your wife and kids to Egypt. There's enough people suffering. Send them back to Yisrael." So Moshe sent them back and they weren't there by Yitzis Mitzrayim. And they weren't there by Oz Yosher. I mean, there's a in Gemara if they were even there by Matan Torah, because they came together with Yisroy. With Yisroy came together with his daughter Tsippairah and his Einachlech. And-, and there's machloikis in Gemara in the end of Zvachim. When did Yisroy come? Before Matan Torah? After Matan Torah? It could even be Moshe's kids weren't even there by Matan Torah. But definitely, Kriyas Yom- so if they weren't there. And Tsippairah felt horrible that she missed the song. So the Mukubalim, write, that Ame Mipano writes, that uh, and Arizal brings that Sipoira's soul came back as Dvoira. and Dvoira gave the famous shira, the shira of Dvoira in the beginning of Sefer Shoftim, that Dvoira sang a beautiful song. That was how uh, that was how Zipaira finally got her song, and she came back as Dvira. By the way, it's fascinating. Based on this Kabbalistic tradition, you can explain a Ralbag. Devera is referred to as Aetius Lapidos. What does Aetius Lapidos mean? So, some say she was the wife of Lapidos. Her husband's name was Lapidos. Mm-hmm. And some say Lapidos is really Borok, the guy that, that led the war together with her. And Borok and Lapidos are interchangeable names. They mean the same thing a spark, fire, the same thing. But the Albag says Aetius Lapidos means she was a fiery woman. Like chayel, a woman of valor that's not that she was the wife of Lapidus that's what that says Lapid there is a Lapid. yeah yeah exactly Lapidus of fire so but here Aishas doesn't mean the wife of it means a woman mm-hmm. of Lapid, a woman of fire and he says that her prophecy was similar to Moses to Moshe and that's why that al says she had to separate from her from her spouse from all the prophets only Moshe separated from his spouse but similarly because if Dveira was, was married to Barak, but if you look in Shoftim, they lived in different places. Why were they separated? Says that Al Bagh, because Dveira was a woman of fire, her prophecy was fiery, like that of Moshe, and therefore it warranted her to separate from her spouse. So it's funny, what's the relationship of Dveira with Moshe? But according to the tradition of the Mokubolem, it's understood. She was a Gilgal of Tzipira. In fact, Tzipira complained over the fact that Moshe had separated from her due to his prophecy. And then funnily enough, history repeats itself. Now she's the one that experiences that type of prophecy, and she has to separate from her spouse. So if you stick the Mokubolem with the Dalbag, it actually comes out quite nice. But al Kopanim. Let's get into today's discussion. So join me in number one. Number one is from the Sefer HaChinuch. The Sefer HaChinuch, one of the Rishonim, Aaron HaLevi of Barcelona. Most say that is the person known as the Aaron HaLevi, who was in the times <coughs> of the Rashba, in the 1200s. The Chinuch writes like this. Number one. Von is talking about the mitzvah of judging and following the majority. It only applies by men. not by women. She ain't donus, they can't judge, like we said many places. what it says by Dvera, she judged Eden. He says, no. Eft Shalon the you can answer like this. She wasn't giving psokim. She didn't say, you owe him you know, 50,000 bucks, yada, yada. <coughs> no. She was a wise woman. She was a prophetess. People came to discuss with her the matter. That's it. They say, what say you? Not that her psaq had any halachic validity or weight. a even, you know, if somebody's uh, mixed their, their milk spoon in the flayshik pot, they would ask with her. din and Gamkain and also monetary shyless. But not that uh, her psak had any weight. she judged the Eden. She wasn't judging, she was just helping them resolve their issues. That's answer number one. Oi number two, Neymar will say, There's a din. If both parties Litigants accept a certain individual to pass in the case; it's binding. Even if that individual is a relative, that individual might be possible to judge for many reasons. But the Rosh Yisrael, the heads of the Yidden, would make it their interest to go to her to be judged. And kolodem yotar and everybody followed. The because if you accept, if you accept her authority, Kok kosher, everyone's kosher even Judge Judy, right? If you accept it upon yourself, if you accept it upon yourself, if both parties accept, then arbitrary, doesn't matter what the, and he says, because <laughs> when it comes to monetary, any condition is binding. <laughs> so, that's what the Chinuch says, nonetheless, they can't judge, it's one opinion, a few opinions, it's Yerushalmi tak as well. Shekaynim shemefurish. Yerushalmi does say a woman cannot judge. Sasman <laughs> Some people says the chinuch hold shaded say women could judge. The armor and these people say mikramaleh or to clear pasuk he shayfter very judged. Aye, it says in Sanhedrin kol sheeinu kashulahoyed kosher lotun. That if you can't testify, you can't judge. Mm. Meaning, judging is a greater deal than testify. And if you can't testify, then you definitely can't judge. And women, they are not kosher to testify. That the Gemara says a few times in, in Mesech Tashvuz, Lama, the Gemara has a whole about it. Women definitely cannot... No. There are certain times that Torah believes them by, by an like aguna, If one woman says that the aguna that she knows that Sheprinz's husband died... Mm. Many hold, that's only rabbinic dispensation. Rashi Masech the Shabbos holds, even when a, the Eid Echod is a man, and he says that Prince's husband died, it's also only believed the Rabbanon. Um, a woman's believed by a Saita to be the Eid Echod, to say she saw the actual uh, Tumor, but those are exceptions. Those are not regular testimonies. As far as regular testimony, a woman's not believed... So that's the problem. If a woman can't testify, how could she judge? So says the Chinuch, There's always exceptions. You can't learn from a rule. There's always exceptions. I, whoever can testify, can judge. There's an exception. Women, they can't testify, but they could judge. But says the Chinuch, If you ask me from what I've studied, and you ask me what I think, they can judge. Like it's bored in Yerushalmi, and like it's Mashman argomorah, derech pshitus. Now what's he referring to? It's Mashman argomorah, derech He doesn't say. There's a couple different theories. But join to me. In so, so far what we have is two opinions. Two opinions. Can a woman judge or not? She can't testify. Maybe she could judge. Join me in number two. Toysviz deals with this issue in five or six places in Shas. It's everywhere. And Toysviz says the following. This number 2 is in the end of Gitin. The Gemara there says the elah mishpatim the abishta tells Moshe these are the mishpatim asher tosim. I want you to place them lifnehem. What does that mean lifnehem? So the Gemara says Hashem's telling Moshe these are the dinim I want you to place them lifnehem. Lifnehem refers to the judges. And it refers to specifically Jewish judges and professional judges. Meaning, when the Torah speaks about a judge, it refers to them as Elohim. Uh, um, you know, an expression of, a, of a leadership, and, uh, and the ha- that means they're a mumcha, that means they're professionals and they have biblical smicha, etc. So, says the Gemara, Veloilif Hashem tells Moshe, place these dinim in front of the professional judges, not Goyim and not Hadyotis, not if they're simple people. Frek number two, I don't understand. Apparently, the Pasuk of Ela Mishpatemashim lifnahem is referring to those that are eligible to judge. Hashem's telling Moshe, these are the dinim, give them over, Lifnehem to them, to those professional judges. The problem is, if you look in Perakam of Kiddushin, if you look in the beginning of Baba Kama, the Gemara there says, it's talking about those that are being judged. And Hashem is telling Moshe, these are the Mishpatim, you should place in front of all the Jews, and all the Jews are subject to these laws. Darshina minah we learn from there, the Hishva akasa the to equals Ishola Ish, a woman to a man, the Chol did Sheba so the Gemara twice says that Liphneim refers to those that are being judged. And the Gemara clearly says, who's them? Women and men alike. So hem, the them, refers to women and men, are subject to the laws of Parshish Mishpatim. But the Gemara in Gittin is flipping it, is saying Liphneihem refers to the judges. But if them includes women, that means women could judge. That means women could judge. But the isha psulalodun, isn't a woman possible to judge? Because it says in Nid, it's a Mishnah. Anyone that can judge can testify. I mean, judging is a greater deal than testifying. And therefore, the, the Mishnah says anyone that could judge can automatically testify. But a woman can't testify, like it says in the end of Babakama, it says in Mesechta says a problem. The Mishnah Nidda says it's like a big puzzle over here. you put it all together you hit a brick wall. The Mishnah Nidda says anyone that can judge can testify. Right? Now women can't testify. That means they can't judge. Cuz if they could you'll have an exception to the Mishnah you'll have a woman who's able to judge but can't testify. That will go against the Mishnah. Which means women can't judge. But wait a second are they part of the Lifnahem or not? What's going on? So it says Toysis, v'yeh women could judge, the klal and perech, the klal we brought from Masech the be'ishah, is talking about a man. Klalimar, any man who's kosher to judge is kosher to testify. But the truth is there is an exception. Women, so Toysis is entertaining the possibility. The second opinion we saw in the Chinuch, that women could judge and they can't testify. They're talking an exception to the general rule. And the proof they can judge is because the word lifnei hem has two meanings: the judges and the judges. Those that are subject to the laws. And when it comes to those that are subject to the laws, the Gemara clearly says women are equal to men, which means the hem of lifnei hem, the them includes women. So when lifnei hem refers to judges, it includes women as well. But says Taisus umidavira. i you going to quote Davira? The says that he showed that The pastor says she judged the Eden ain raya. That really proves nothing. You can't prove the Isha K'Sheiru Lodin she could judge because Shema donna, maybe she wasn't judging. Lohem adinim. She was only teaching them the laws, like the first answer that the Chinuch brought, number one. She was just telling them what the law is, not that her word had any halachic uh, strength. Inami and Thaytus here brings the second answer the Chinuch, Shema kiblu maybe they will makabal her on them since she has the shechina resting upon her they said you know who better to get judged by so they were macabre but then he quotes the Yerushalmi that says yes eini don. he quotes the Yerushalmi just like the Chinuch did here he's quoting Yerushalmi Yuma that just like a woman can't testify she can't judge so toysis here is bringing two opinions toysis is first pshat is a woman could judge but then he says it could be not. And as far as Deveira, as far as Deveira, there's a couple ways to explain. Either she was just saying, FYI, you know, this is what Ta'alochah is, but take it or leave it. And the second thing is that, no, her her psaq was binding because they were makabal, because they were makabal. If you're makabal, you can be makabal between two people, but how, do you, how are you makabal as? Well, both is, litigants beforehand, both litigants had to agree. Yeah, I'm not talking about our argument. I'm talking about like a psaq. Oh, sure, not oh, 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 no, so, well, the simple vort of Shaif des Israel was monetary matters, monetary matters, right, monetary matters. Now it happens to be, Toises deals with this issue in about five or six places in Shas, and elsewhere, Toysus gives another answer. Toysus says it was Alpi HaDibur. He writes this in Mesechta ten it was Alpi HaDibur, which means that Devira, being in Aviyah, she received the green light of the Abishta. To do something which is not uh, regularly accepted halachically, al pi hadibur, you know what we call hirah Shah. It was a temporary measure that she could break normative halacha. That's what Tosis says elsewhere in Masech Denidah. The Rashash has a major issue with that. The Rashash says you can only break halacha in a temporary measure if it's temporary. Hirah Shah means very temporary, such as the story of Eliyahu on Mount Carmel, when he had the famous showdown with the 450 yeah. false prophets and Eliyahu, during the time of the first on Mikdash, he offers a korban outside, he's shechting it outside, which is a major Yisr uh, Deir But Eliyahu was a prophet and he was able to bend the halacha momentarily. But Rasha says, how could the Veira Keseid, consistently, continuously, be judging, if Taka, a woman, can't judge, how could Toysus give the answer? He doesn't say, Toysus doesn't say it here, but elsewhere he says, she had a special leniency. What, for her whole life she could break the halacha? It doesn't make sense, says the Rashash. The Rashash says, I like this answer of Toysus, that they were on themselves. Because she was connected to God, people felt she's the best address. But to say that she had the right to Be an authoritative Pesach because God gave her, you know, a, a temporary uh, dispensation, but how could that apply for her whole life? That's rashash's problem. I will tell you though, I will tell you it's not so poshut. There is a major shayla how Yaakov married two sisters, right? Now, why is that a big shayla? Goyim are allowed to do that. It's only a shayla. If Yaakov kept Torah, so then why did he uh, not keep this halacha? However, the Gemara in Sanhedrin does quote some Tanoim who believe that Goyim are osur to the same Arias as Yidn. There are Tanoim that believe that just like a Yid can't marry two sisters, neither can a Ben Noyach, according to which is a major Shiloh how Yaakov married two sisters. He's not allowed to. As a Ben Noyach, it's one of the seven mitzvahs, is his Arias. The Sha'ali is what does the Gilei Arias of a guy entail? What does it cover? But should you hold that it cover, it entails and covers everything that a Gideon is subject to, so then what's, uh, what did Yaakov do? So, some Rishonim, the Yifei I think the Chizkuni says as well, it was Pia Dibur. Yaakov got the green light from the Abishta. To break the alloch and marry two sisters. Now he was married to them for a long time. Four sisters. He was married to four Okay, but that's that's a medrish. But Yankavanlayas, Mikramala, Dibra that they're sisters. So according to these shittas that you can use Al for an entire life, so you see that Ashash's assumption was actually uh, not correct. Well, At least according to they, these they, opinions. What? The they were gay that's another answer that's another answer the only thing is in order to say they were Gerim you have to say that there was a Yiddish identity before the Torah was given not just Yiddish identity but that the Yidden had different halachas than Goyim you know for example when Binyamin stole if a Ben Noyach steals you have to get killed right so the Medrash Rabbah quotes a conversation that Yehuda had with Yosef before he knew it was Yosef telling him that by us if somebody steals he just pays back you know if he doesn't have, then he gets sold as a slave, But he could just pay back. And everybody asks, but as ben noyach, ben was chayiv misa. So this might be a source that the yidin actually were yidin even for the leniencies that a yid has. If you take that path, then you could also say that you, someone could convert to the full extent and no longer be married. And there are some that say that as well, right. But another answer is al pi adibur, and the shayli is, <laughs> what, for years, for decades, he's married to the both of them? Apparently, yeah. Apparently our PYAD book can go for a long time. If Accordingly, it, it, that would be an answer to the Rashash of it, Shiloh, right? But by the, by the case of, uh, of a marriage, it's one misa, and so the misa is a continuum. And, and Devorah? She she's she's back judging. To, she's back to different, talking for different people all her life. That's that's the question. If it's one Pesach, then the Pesach okay, okay. goes go yeah. on. Okay, it's fine, familiar. fine, okay, point taken. Um, Although, but it's it, Yankiv wasn't just with Leia one time. It's constantly with her, you know, but night you after break night break after break night. You can't just break Even if, it's one another Aveira, It's one another sacre. each time. But each time it's another Aveira. Who Which cares if it's sacre. the same Aveira? It's uh, it's another. <clears throat> to say it's okay. Yeah, to but but it's no, difficult. but the but the shaili is how can you just break halacha <laughs> for so many years? How can you break halacha for so many years? <laughs> And by that you could you could say by Devera that maybe every time people came to her she got a new green light from the to judge, it's possible. Anyhow, but Al As far as the Rashasha's Kasha, you could end. I think you could answer this way. But anyway, so so far, by dv- so what do we have by Devera? So far, we have four options. Either you learn from Devera that you could judge, Taka, Taka, like the Chinuch says. Are those that say just look at Devera, look no further, or the was different because she was she had a dispensation by God or they were, the litigants were macabre on themselves her authority or she was tam, she was tam letting them know what the dinim of Torah are fine so so far we have a debate we have a debate can a woman be a judge it remains a debate if you look in the Shulchan Aruch mm-hmm. Rabbi Yosef Kaira Paskin fortunately or unfortunately a woman is possible to judge a woman is possible to judge now I will just say that there there that there's something which comes to my mind. I haven't seen anybody link this, and therefore I'm, I hope I'm not mixing apples and oranges, but there's a, there's a clear din in Shulchan Aruch. How old does a man have to be in order to judge? So one opinion is 18 years old. Because any less than 18, you know, the, it's a kid. How, how's he gonna, you know, if, if it's a... The last thing is how will he help you know the the oshuk the one being oppressed and harassed by the by the by the plaintiff. He has to be 18 years old, and his muscles are starting to bulge. He has a bissel koyach, he has a bissel gall. But another opinion is even at e, 13 years old, even if he hasn't yet sprouted pubic hairs, which means halachically he's not even bar mitzvah yet but he could be a judge. It's a shit to brought in Shulchan Aruch. The tour quotes are too, And the, all the mafarshim explain, but such a guy can't even testify. If you're 13 and you don't have the, the, the pubic hairs, you, you know, you're possible to testify. And you know what they say? If you look in the Smeh, the main mafarish on Shulchan Aruch, he says, when it comes to testifying, the Torah says, ish you have to be a man. A woman is not a man. When does a boy become a man? Not just 13, he has to have the two hairs, the pubic hairs. But by judging, says this man, the Torah never said you have to be a man. Judging depends on sharpness, on, on, on knowledge of the laws and sharpness of mind. And therefore, there's a legitimate shittah, in Shulchan Aruch, in Chalashim Simon Simon there's a shittah that once a boy's 13, even though he's not alachically a man, he doesn't have the hairs, and he can't testify, he could still judge, because judgment depends on sharpness of mind and knowledge of the laws. So, I mean, I don't know how much clearer you can get. According to that shittah, definitely a woman would be no less Although in Gemara we have an idea that a cotton, sometimes we say he's since a cotton one day will become a man, it's just a matter of time, so no way he's better than a woman, right, who won't become a man. But nonetheless, since the idea that this 13-year-old kid can judge, although he doesn't have the pubic hairs, is because he, although he's not a man, you don't need to be a man to judge, you just have to be sharp. So then a woman will be no different. I don't know why nobody uh, connects it to our locker, that's pretty clear. Anyhow, there's a debate. There's a debate in the Rishonim. Can a woman judge? And the halacha brought in Shulchan Aruch, it says, Rabbi Yosef Kaira writes, a woman is possible to judge. But join me in number six for a moment. The <laughs> Chida in his Sefer Birke Yosef, Ois Yud Bey, says the following. Look at number six. Af, Even though a woman is possible to judge, that's the psalm of the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Kaira, the <laughs> Chida is not going to argue on that. You know, Although in the Rishonim it's a big debate. But Rabbi Yosef Kaira gives the psaq they can't judge, and that's it. But says the although they can't judge, nonetheless. If she's wise, she can be a rabbi to paskin. Shilas, if you have shailas, Shabbos shaila, you want to know if your chalon to chface the chalon went off, the chalon went back on on Shabbos. Can you eat it? You have a shaila, makashra shaila. A woman can be meira heira, and you could rely on her just like any rabbi. That's what the Chidah says. That's what the Chidah says. The Chein Mizbari Mitoises is clear in Toises according to one Shinuya, that Deveri was teaching the Halachas, right? He saw the Chinuch and Toises both said that it could be Deveri didn't didn't, um, didn't pask in monetary uh, psokim, but she told them the information and uh, they, they could rely on it. They could rely on it. And then he's looking at Sefer chinuch Mitzvah Pei Okay, whatever. Um, he says the Sefer chinuch holds women can't judge, but in the Mitzvah about if, uh, if a judge is a little intoxicated, and is not, he has, to, he has to hold himself back from Paskaning, the Chinuch says that applies to a wise woman as well, who's able to paskin. Which means the Chinuch, although the Chinuch holds a woman Paskaning monetary shyness, the chinos' conclusion, like we saw number one, was nished. But as far as paskining isr v'heter and telling you what the facts are and you could rely on it and take it home with you, you're allowed to do. Which is an incredible thing. That means, you know, when you come to Shul and you have a shayla and the Rav's busy, you could ask the Rebison if she knows, you know, you could take it to go. It's good. Fascinating. That means, you know, a woman could take many rabbinical... Uh, Rabbinical responsibilities to make decisions. Ah, so this leads us to the following. In 1960, there was a story that took place. In fact, if you look on the next page, there's a couple shtiklach from Rebbe Um It starts at number seven. Purim Tov Shinchaf, was Purim 1960. There was a fellow by the name of Baruch Pupka. He was a rabbi in Pittsburgh, okay? He was there already for many years, a respected rabbi, <laughs> And there was a young family who were Holocaust survivors and they, were, you know, they had some young kids, the parent, the, the, the father, and mother, themselves were survivors. And the father was a mashkiach and that's how he made a parnosah. This is going back uh, more than 60 years ago. Unfortunately, the father died suddenly. And now Nabach, you have an almona who's a refugee from Europe. Who knows how good her English is? She has little kids, and there's no money. So the Shaila was, maybe she could take over her husband's job. She can continue her husband's Ashkocha. So the rabbi wasn't sure, so he turned to the Moshe. He turned to the Moshe Feinstein and asked him, what do you think? What do you think about a woman being a mashkiach? Imagine you come to a chassan and you want to know who's taking responsibility for the food here. You know, and there's a woman over there. You know, I think most of us would raise our eyebrows. But the shahla is okay, then you stop raising your eyebrows. Can you eat? Would you eat? So go back to go back to number three for There's a second. Houses. What? The, so we're gonna see. Two differences. So the bench says a great shilo. We're gonna see. I see what he said. what's the difference in your house, your house, your, your wife, oh. right? So there there is a general din like this. Aid echo mon bisurin. One witness is believed by prohibitions. The Gemara mentions a few times. Which means you go to someone's house, you eat their food, how do you know what the woman's serving you? She's trusted. She's trusted biblically and rabbinically as well. She's you can rely on her. Men and women. In fact, Tysis' opinion is we learn it from a woman. We learn it from a woman. The Torah says that if a woman is a nidah, she counts the or Shiva Yom. she counts her seven clean days. Exactly, law la'atzmah, exactly. The word law herself means no one else knows. There's no witnesses there. She does it herself. She tells her husband I went to mikveh and she's believed. By the way, back in the day, there used to be that if a woman went to mikveh, she would get a special card and she would have to show her husband the card. There's an incredible story with, by the way, by the way, that the Magid of Mizrich's parents didn't have kids for years. <coughs> The Maggid's father actually spent most of the year away from home. He was a malamed in some town. And he would come home once a month, obviously Yom and this and that, but otherwise, most of the time he was away being malamed in somebody's home. But uh, he would make sure to come home when his wife went to Mikveh. Anyhow, how he would know the exact day, I don't know. But on that particular day that she was supposed to go to Mikveh, there was a horrible storm. And she was sure her husband's not coming from the other town. So she doesn't go. She doesn't make any preparations. All of a sudden, boom, evening comes. Her husband knocks on the door. He's like, ay, 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 I didn't think you were coming. I didn't think you were coming. Let me run to the mikveh. So she runs to the mikveh. The mikveh was already closed. The mikveh lady was there. And she tells uh, the Magi's mother, I'm sorry, we're closed. It's over. Gagangan, come back tomorrow she's begging and pleading they say no no so the magi's mother feels you know it's horrible you know she's going to go home as she's walking down the street she sees a wagon coming towards the mikveh and there were a few women very chosh wealthy women and she knew the mikveh lady was going to open the mikveh for them and kachava the wagon stops by the mikveh and the mikveh is like oh opens the door come in the royal treatment and she tells the market's mother all right you know come in you can come in too. so she finally gets her gets in she tovels, and uh, afterwards she walks home it's dark outside she's walking home and then after about 10 minutes she realizes she didn't get the paper and by now the mikveh the, the mikvah lady had left she knows it and and she starts crying because after all this after all this uh, first they wouldn't let her in she finally goes in now she doesn't have the paper she starts crying out of the corner of her eye she sees on the side of the road she sees there's something white on the side of the road she walks over it's a card from the mikveh somebody must have dropped it before or who knows davis just sent it she finds a card from the mikveh saying that you tabled so she picked it up and uh, Mamish fell from heaven and she brought it home, and she was in such good spirits. From that night, the magid was conceived. From that night, the magid of was conceived. Anyhow, this is a ma'aseh the say. But uh, that was the minig back in the day. Today, today I don't know. Nish'tenulzer and We don't have this this minig. The woman's believed. The woman's believed. So, first of all, okay. No, first, let's just go straight. Look at number three. Look at number three. Paskins the Rambam. You can't make a melech from geirim, after many generations, until this guy's mother is Jewish. In other words, if it's all geirim, 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 marrying into each other, they're fine, perfect, hidden, everything, but uh, not to be a melech. It says in Shaitan, you can't appoint a stranger who's not your brother. And the Ramam says, not just Malchus, but all Sororos be Yisrael, anything. To be a general in the army, not even of fifty, not even of ten, even to be appointed on the on the irrigation of the of the of a river into different fields, not from again Sarchlam or a judge or a Nasi. That has to be from a Jew, or at least someone whose mother's Jewish. <laughs> what's the raya? From your brothers you place a king. Tosim means any Any point of authority has to be from a brother. The Rambam continues, isha A woman can't be a king, as it says, a king, not a queen, not a queen." This drosha that the Rambam quotes is from the Sifri, a halachic medrash and Sefer Dvarim, and all the mafarshim already banging their heads into the wall. The Torah always speaks in Lash and zohar and we don't usually, uh, every time it says B'nei Yisroh we exclude B'nei Yisrael. no, usually we don't. Sahad, you know, Melech means not a Malka. But that's what the Sifri says, but here's the Rambam's clincher. All posts, ain't memanim bohem Eloish, you only appoint a man. So the Rambam is comparing the din of a woman to that of a ger. Just like a ger can't be a melech or can't have any mm-hmm. position, so to a woman can't be a king or any position. Wow. So the Shailah now, we let's go to, the letter, letter, go to the other page, the letter of Reb so If a woman, according to the Rambam, could a woman judge? L'cher zichernish. that's a point of authority. It's a point of authority. The fact that Tosis and the Chinuch entertained the option that a woman could judge, Apparently they disagree with the Rambam. Apparently they disagree with the Rambam and they will limit the, I, the exclusion of a woman to a king, right? The fact that the Teisus and the Chinuch and many of shown entertain the possibility that a woman could judge and be a real judge means they obviously disagree with this statement of the Rambam that a woman cannot have any position of authority. So how does that relate to a Moshe's So look at number seven mona. there's a widow, the wife of a Tamachachim. He was a mashkiach on Kashos. Nebuchadnezzar died. She's left with nothing. She has no Parnassa for her kids, the orphans. But she's a sneer-sticker woman. She fears God, Be'emes. She's wise. She's clever. She's a, she's a woman of responsibility. You can rely on her. Maybe she could take over her husband's job as mashkiach and she'll have Parnosa. And you want to know what's my opinion? So says as far as Ne'emonus, you can believe her, you can believe her. And in the section of 7 and 8, of Moshe says, the rules are like this, the rules are like this. When do we say one witness is believed by Yisurim? Not always, the rules are like this. If the witness has biyadoi, it's in their ability to make it kosher, you always trust them. If it's not in their ability, it's not biyadoi. Then they're only believed if there's no certain Isr in the story. It's not Ischazik isurah. It's not an officially already established prohibition. So if, it's a, a, if there is a, already an established prohibition, the witness is only believed if it's a if it's their ability to change it and make it kosher. If it's not biyadai, then they're only believed if it's not Ishazik Isurah that the Isra hasn't been established. I'll give you I and mean, we learn both of these things from Anidah and uh, it's a tasis in the beginning of Gitin, the Masha explains When a woman tells her husband, I'm and I'm i you're really believing her on two things. Number one, the moment the woman sees blood, she carries chorus until she goes to mikveh. That's one thing. But so this is Chazik Isura, the Yisr has been established but it's in her ability to go to Mikveh. The other thing is she has to be believed that the blood stopped and she had seven clean days. Now that's not beyond that the woman doesn't have the ability to stop the blood. The, but the blood will definitely stop on its own. It doesn't go forever. And therefore it's not considered an established isur. That's what the Marsha says in Taisus. and that's the source that an Eidechol is believed in these two scenarios. If there is an established isur, they're believed if they have the ability to change it. If there's no established Isr, they're believed even without the ability. And Ramasha wants to say the same thing with this woman. So look at number eight. Go to number eight. When a woman's a mashkiach, lahachal If a woman's a mashkiach, it's beyond she, if something went trafe in the kitchen, she has the power not to serve it to the people. If she's a mashkiach in a restaurant, or if she's a mashkiach by a simcha, the woman has the power to decide if she'll be served or not. So it's biyada. In addition, it's not ischazek, it's even better, says Rebbe Moshe. It's not even established Isr. because even if the ashkach is by someone who's not from, right, that doesn't mean he has for sure trade stuff, or anything that was an issue. Ain lahachshiv, you can't consider that is surah. Yeah, if somebody, you know, if someone, if a, a fryer person is opening up a kosher establishment, there's no reason to assume he has tray for stuff there. It's just a suffolk. That's that's not called is ischa, chazik. It's Is that the Easter has already been confirmed at some point? There's no confirmation. If you guys just fry. By the way, there's a just to bring out a story. This happened about a year ago. It's not much a horrible story. I don't like sharing horrible stories, but the mice is. It happened uh, in Eretz Yisrael a year ago that there was a, officially a kosher meat store, uh, um, a restaurant, a deli of some sort, but uh, they were lax in their mashkiach and they did not have a proper mashkiach. And uh, this woman ate there and afterwards she wanted a coffee. They ran out of power of a creamer, so one of the workers went and bought milk and cream, gave her milk and cream. This woman was lactose intolerant, she died. Happened a year ago in Eretz Yisrael. She died. <laughs> in the fleishik store. Because they gave her milchiks. And it was officially a kosher place. And uh, the problem was they didn't have a proper mashkiach. Namaste a horrible story. A more than What? <laughs> a more than yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. She, she was already It's the prumsah. But prumsah. In other words, these things can happen. But they're all fakers. There's no reason to assume something like that would happen. If there's no mashkiach, it could happen. But there's no reason to assume that It would. And therefore, it's just a suffolk. and says the Reb Moshe, even if you want to consider that the let's say the woman doesn't have really the the strength to tell the owner you can't serve this, you can't. it's not really biyada, but because it's not as chazik yisura, you believe her anyways. Let's go to number. Uh, Fine. <laughs> but so Rav Moshe says, you know, as far as her belief, you would trust her. But here's the issue. The issue is the Rambam says you can't give a woman a position of authority. Is being Mashkiach a position of authority? Is it a position of authority? As far as the trust, <laughs> you trust her. As far as the Eidechim, she's believed. The Shail is, is it a position of authority? Although I will tell you, there's a Rabbi Isaac Choref was a big litvish gone, you know, 180 years ago. So apparently he was once by a meeting of different Rabbonim, and while he was there, he mentioned, you know, after I pass away, after 120, when I go upstairs, I'm going to summon the de b'Yehuda, and I'm going to demand that he owes me five ruble. Why? Why? He never met the de b'Yehuda, why is he saying this? He says, because the Noidib Yehuda writes in one of his truvas that there's a safer called Divrei Emes written by one of the big Svardashig Adolim. It's a great safer. I bought the safer, it cost me five rubles. I looked into the safer and I did not find anything worthwhile. Safer is a big waste of time, and therefore the Noidib Yehuda cost me five ruble. This is what Rabbi Eizel Chodav says at the meeting. Rabbi Chaim Briska was a young man, apparently, and he was there, and he tells him, you, tr- you, would go to, you would go to somebody's house and trust the wife for their food? He mm-hmm. says to Rabbi Aza, of course. And one witness is believed, it applies by women too. Subchaim Briska says, well, if you look in that safe divrei that you just threw under the rug, he has a whole simon there where he discusses that there are some showing who hold that when you go to someone's house and you trust the wife, it's not because the woman is believed. The woman has no us. Rather, we follow the majority. Most women in the world, statistically, serve kosher food. And therefore, you could rely that this woman comes from the majority. A fascinating thing. A rubber come on. Most people in the world, you know, do ABC, so you can assume this person's from the raiv. And Rabbi Chaim Brisket said to Rabbi Ezra Khadif it's a fascinating shuvah in the Divrei Emes and that shuvah itself is worth five rubles and a funny story. Rav Moshe says, as far as the trust of the woman in the restaurant at the wedding, you can trust her. The Shaili is, what about the fact that she has a position of authority? So look at number nine, says Rav Moshe. Avonir, it seems, shelema to what I explained. Do you think Hashkoch is considered an authority? It's only if the avoid is neged and balabayas. You know when kashrus is considered a level of authority? If the owner of the establishment has to listen to the mashkiach. If the mashkiach can tell the establishment, ah, you can't serve that, that's a problem. And the balabai is, the owner has to bend their will to the mashkiach, the mashkiach's authority. So it says of Moshe, but I have an answer. The woman who's mashkiach should not be the one who runs the hechsh. She should be hired by a rabbi. And she works for the rabbi. And the balabayas, when the balabayas <coughs> pays the money, he pays the money to the rabbi. And then the rabbi will give the woman her cut. Sha'oz, the woman is not a position of authority. Yes, she could tell the balabayas what to do, only because she's representing the rabbi of the heksher. Because she has to listen to the rabbi as he tells her. And she's only um, implementing his psochim. When someone goes to a restaurant, right, and you're lying on the mashkech, you're not lying on the mashkech, you're lying on the hechsh. Is it or K-whatever, whatever the K, whatever the hechsh might be. The, hash, the, the mashkech, you know, really is, is as obviously a great person and everything, but they're really just implementing the rules which are set up by the hashkocha the Rav of the ashkoch is the one who decides what is fit to be served what not, and the mashkiach is only the man on the ground he's only the soldier in the front who's implementing and uh, she's only doing maleches harav she's just a poil baama and he says this would work so this was Rav moshe's psak Rav Moshe says like this yeah i know not everyone agrees with the rambam but the rambam the fact is says a woman can't have a position of authority but I want Nebuchadnezzar, in the story, these Holocaust survivors, I want the woman to be able to have a job. So make sure it's not her own heksha. She's not the one calling the shots. She is just implementing the psalchim of the rabbi. Then can you have a goy also? One? Can you have a goy as a He's employed by. No, but a goy is no nemonus. A goy is going to end up going to the store next door and bringing a dairy cream instead of a parava creamer. The she woman has Namanus. She she's believed. The shaila is a position of authority. So as long as you deal with that. So Ramaisha printed also? this one. She could work for a company like the KM or the OK. Yes. According yeah, to as idea. long as long as uh, she works for she has to answer to somebody else. No, the sorry. woman can't have her own Heksha. <clears throat> a woman can't have her own Heksha. But you said have printed paid from the rabbi, not from the boss. He did throw that in, yeah. Yeah. So what about Trump? There is Ashgachar, that the boss, I know a restaurant that used to work He pays straight to the mashkirch. And the Baal Abayit used to pay her the money straight. Okay, so the, that and, might be just a detail thrown in, but is the mashkirch, that woman, is she answerable to somebody else? Is she answerable to somebody else? In other words, letter right. right. Letter violation it, it, comes from who? Well, In other like words, exactly, yeah. Right, process. right. Oh, so the Maisha printed this chuvah in a journal that came out in the 1960s known as Hamor. Yeah. The editor of that journal, his name was Mayor Asmol or something, and he, so he printed this, and he, he had lots of issues with this. And he wanted to tear apart this whole Tshuva of Moshe. And he writes with all due respect, you know, once you say with all due respect, right, you can pull the rug completely. <laughs> letter to the editor. Yeah. He, and, and he has major problems. He said, no offense, but, yeah, exactly, then, that's, then, you, then you run, then you run, exactly, <laughs> then you run for your life. See, he, his main problem with Ramosha Moshe was that once you allow women to be mashkichim, you know, what's next? Women are going to be presidents of the shuls, women are going to be rabbonim, women are going to be chazonim, and women are going to, you know, they're going to run for president there at Yisrael. He wrote all these things. And it's funny. He told Reb Moshe. The Rambam says a woman, uh, a woman can't be uh, have letters of have uh, positions of authority. But the Rambam, say, the Reb Moshe says, not everyone agrees with the Rambam, right? Like we mentioned, the fact that Tosafos and the Chinuch and other him entertain the sevara that a woman could mamish judge with all the authority involved in that. Apparently, they disagree with the Rambam. So, this guy tells Moshe, the moment you say that some disagree with the Rambam, you're opening up the door to all reformed Jews. Ah, some, yeah, we don't need the Rambam. Ah, we're going to take the other opinions who allow. And who knows how far they're going to go. They'll go everywhere until Queen. They'll allow the woman to do everything until Queen. So, number 10, Moshe writes back to him another letter. He named Masha of Kavay Terasai Harama, you know? He tells us, Mayor Asmu, Shemitsad Shuvosi, my tshuva that I wrote, that I asked on the Rambam, that the Rambam says all women, um, women are unfit for any levels of authority, and Ramosha says, I don't know exactly where the Rambam got it from. When we learned the Rambam, we said the Rambam just compares it to the Din of the gear. And that's what the Mabit says in his commentary, Curious Sefer. But Ramosha said, I don't know exactly where the Rambam saw that 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 very fact that you compare the two. The Gam Shemash and the Rav Moshe that I also wrote that not everyone agrees with the Rambam. So you, Rav Meir Asma, wrote back to me, Yod How could I say that? Look at the stumbling block that will happen. They're going to make women president, B'emedinu saw president of Israel. <laughs> so says R' we are not responsible. La Hamalchus Dusham. I am not responsible here, what they're going to misconstrue my words in Eretz Yisrael. We're not achroin, they're bavadisein they're their they're mumarim, and they bachlal, frankly, they don't really care what a rabbi in New York says anyways. And more than that, says Rav Moshe, if everyone would agree with the Rambam, they wouldn't care anyways, right? Rambam. And even if it was clear in Gemara, even if the Chumash said clearly, that a woman couldn't have a, a position of authority, they wouldn't care in Israel. Like, they wouldn't care in Israel. So they don't care about any other which I'm a foolish in Gemara M'sukim. So don't tell me, says Rav that I'm causing a Michelin in Eretz Yisrael. I, what about they might start appointing women in the shuls in America? Maybe my is gonna allow women to become presidents or have important positions in the shuls, right? Chairman of the boards and this and that, Nami loy shaykh, it's not shaykh, and will happen. Says a because the Batek nisias and the Mosis in America, they run up Iderich HaTorah. So therefore, they wouldn't make any rash decisions without asking a rabbi. Now, they're going to ask a rov, right? If that rov knows the Rambam doesn't allow it, so that Rav, you know, he'll remember the Rambam. I'm not doing any damage by saying people disagree. And he says, and those that are reform and conservative, that, that don't really keep the Torah, right, then the, the reason they're going to point to a woman is not because I said people argue on the Rambam; They don't care about the Ramam says at all. Anyhow, so the is defending himself against the attacks of this Rav Meir Asmol. The end of it is though, the says, I don't back off from my truth; I still believe a woman could be a mashkiach, provided that she's working under a rav, so she's not the one calling the shots. Because says Rav Moshe, I many taka disagree with the Rambam. Toisus, all those that hold the women could officially judge apparently hold the woman could have a, a position could be a match could be the rav as well. Says Rav Moshe, but listen, the Rambam's the Rambam, the Rambam's the Rambam, right? And therefore you have to be worried for the Rambam's opinion and. To circumvent the Rambam's problem of the woman's status of a, of a, a position of leadership, she has to work under a, a rav ha And that was Rav Moshe's psak. Rav Klein, big rav in Borough Park, contemporary of Rav Moshe, he says the same thing. And he would tell people, yeah, Rav Moshe allows a woman to be mashkiach, but don't forget Rav Moshe's important clause. She has to be underneath a rav in order that he shouldn't have an issue with the Rambam's zin of a woman not having a position of authority. Rabbi Moshe Shteyn, will finish with this, he's a big Rav in Eretz Yisrael. He also dealt with this issue. He believes it depends, if a woman could be mashkiyach, it depends if the owner of the restaurant is frum or fray. He says, what's the difference? And he brings a very good argument. There's a taisis in Masech T'Psochem, Taf t'aled. The Gemara there says, Why are women believed on B'dikkah's Chametz? A woman could tell you she cleaned the house, right? And you could believe her. So the Gemara says, Because once the husband was mavatul all the Chametz, so biblically he doesn't own the Chametz. It's only rabbinic to clean the house. It's only rabbinic a woman's believed. So Toysir there says, What? A woman's only believed because B'dikkah is What about Edechon Nem and A woman's believed to serve you meat? And you don't know what it is. She can tell you it's kosher. A woman could shech and tell you she she did a good what, what What's this? So Tosers answers when it comes to something tedious and something which has a lot of work. Turkish hair, exactly, right. exactly. Something which has which is a bit of a burden. A woman would not be believed if it's minatayra. So the Gemara had to say, but chometz is drabanan. So said, there's a big difference if the owner of the establishment is frum or fry. And I've heard this from many mashkichim, that if the owner is frum, it's mamish, it's a breeze. You could just walk in. If the owner is fry, your mamish has to be on top of your game, because there could be issues, I'll call sad anywhere you go. So Moshe, it's <laughs> said yeah. that if the owner is fry, so then the mashkirch, it's a Tirchiya sayer because there could be issues anywhere and everywhere. And then a woman shouldn't do it. Based on that thesis. If the owner is from, mm-hmm. then the woman could do it. Fascinating uh he says. Yeah. Sure. What? Neither It's the opposite. Because the guy true. may listen more than that. Exactly. <laughs> you from the guy's pizza? And okay, we're gonna finish over here. All right, what, what, what place? It was milchik, and right next to it was a fly chicken. and